This is Global Tennessee, news analysis and commentary from the Tennessee World Affairs Council in Nashville. Global Tennessee is produced in association with the Center for International Business at Belmont University and the International Business Council of the Nashville Area Chamber of Commerce. The World Affairs Council is a nonpartisan, nonprofit educational association, and the views expressed on Global Tennessee are those of the participants. Thanks, uh, Commissioner Roth, for that nice introduction. Uh, even after that, I'm, I might even be interested in what I have to say. I, I'm, I'm going to try to talk uh, and flip pages at the same time. So that's a little bit of a chore for me, but I'll do the best I can. Uh, I do want to give a shout out again to all the sponsors. Uh, they're feeding us all this morning, so let's give them a, a big hand one more time. Uh, I do want to thank the Nashville Chamber of Commerce and the Tennessee Valley Authority and others for the invitation uh, to speak with you this morning. And a big shout out to Bree Knox. Bree, sorry, there she is. Uh, the director of the U.S. Commercial Service here in Nashville for her support uh, and efforts to set up this event this morning. Uh, and a special hello to the Consul General from Japan, uh, Consul General Kobayashi, who's going to be leaving Tennessee soon, uh, sadly. So uh, before I get started, you know, this is a political season and uh, we're in a political town, really. So I was uh, thinking about uh, Hubert Humphrey for some reason a little while ago. And, and I remember, you know, he was known for a lot of things. Among other things, uh, he was known for really long speeches. Uh, and so his wife, Muriel, once said to him before he got up to speak, she said, uh, Hubert, uh, for a speech to be uh, immortal, it doesn't have to be eternal. Uh, and so I'm going to try to keep Muriel Humphrey's uh, advice in mind. And I'll get through this, and then we can uh, get to know each other through some questions uh, and hopefully answers. You ask the questions, I'll answer the ones I want. Uh, and that I have to say, though, uh, it is nice coming home. Um, as the commissioner said, I grew up in Crossville, not too long from here, uh, far away from here. And my relatives today live in, most of them uh, live in Cookville. Uh, and in Monterey. I also went to college for a little while at David Lipscomb uh, before I went in the Navy here in Nashville. But when I bleed, uh, I bleed big orange. Uh, though, though these days, these days I'm crying big orange tears. I mean, one in four. I mean, we were just talking uh, during the uh, get to know each other session, and we were going through the old uh, names and the glory days of Tennessee football, and we were talking about Bill Battle. And I don't know if any of you remember Bill Battle. At the time, he was the youngest coach uh, in college football, and he got fired because Tennessee lost two games. I mean, this is uh, Kurt Watson days, uh, uh, Johnny Majors, uh, and uh, uh, you know uh, 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 Chip Kell, and all those days. Doug Dickey, Bill Battle, uh, then later on, uh, of course, uh, Phil Farmer, and all that. So I am bleeding. Big orange tears this morning. Uh, over the last 15 months, uh, I've embraced my job as a U.S. ambassador uh, to the Republic of Korea, and a large part of that has been championing U.S. businesses in the ROK and championing the U.S. as the prime location for Korean businesses. Uh, I've been proud to let folks know across Korea and the region that the U.S. is open for business. And true to task, this past June, uh, I brought over 100 Korean businesses to the Select USA Summit uh, in, uh, in Washington. Uh, I met the Tennessee team there, there's a bunch of you right here, uh, and was impressed. 
Now, after spending uh, a little bit of this morning with you, uh, I'll travel to Clarksville uh, this, uh, later this morning to visit the two shining examples that Commissioner Rolf talked about. Uh, that's LG uh, appliances uh, and uh, hand-cooked uh, hand tires uh, in, uh, um, uh, in Clarksville. And later this week, uh, I'll attend and speak at the U.S.-Korea Business Council uh, in Washington. But first, uh, let me uh, take a, a, some time to share with you my thoughts about the U.S.-Korea alliance and where we are today. Now, some of you heard me say this before, but I'll say it again. There is not a more dynamic place to serve as the U.S. ambassador and no better partner, friend, or ally than the Republic of Korea. We've built a multi-dimensional partnership reinforced by shared values, shared concerns, and economic interests, and underpinned by the deepest of people-to-people -people ties. The power of the alliance is far more than mere partnership or friendship. Forged in the crucible of war and hardened by blood spilled together, it has lasted generations and will continue to do so as long as we together nurture it, resource it, and remain committed to it. Now, as this audience knows, obviously, key is a trade is a key pillar of the USROK alliance relationship. South Korea is now the world's 11th largest economy, a member of the G20, and our seventh largest trading partner, accounting for almost $170 billion in two-way trade in goods and services in 2018, uh, up 9% from the year before. Korean exports have long found an open market in the United States, and we remain the second biggest export de uh, destination for quality Korean goods. Recently, this trade relationship has evened out a bit, as reflected in our declining deficit. The U.S. trade deficit with South Korea dropped 22% last year and has fallen 55% over the past two years as Koreans have more opportunities to buy quality American goods. The investment relationship is also uh, excellent and growing. The U.S. was the largest source of foreign direct investment in South Korea, and South Korean companies have invested or made commitments to invest billions of dollars in the U.S. during the last two years. Korean companies in the U.S. provide direct and indirect jobs for over 300,000 Americans. The amended uh, Korea-U.S. Free Trade Agreement establishes a new foundation for trade relations to benefit both of our economies and our citizens for years to come. Now let me talk about uh, the extraordinary historic events in the last year and a half that have placed our nations and our alliance in a position for even greater potential outcomes uh, in the future. Over the decades since the Korean War ended, there have been many overtures to bring peace to the peninsula, but unfortunately, in the end, they all failed. Inter-Presidents Trump and Moon and we find ourselves in a far different, more optimistic place in 2019. Of course, while we hope for diplomacy to be successful, hope alone is not a course of action. We recognize the importance of giving diplomacy a chance to work, and USROK Alliance activities and trainings are designed to create room for progress in diplomacy uh, and support peace on the peninsula and in the region while ensuring we maintain our readiness. As Secretary Pompeo has stated, we stand ready to continue our diplomatic conversation with the North Koreans. Meanwhile, it will be critically important for us to maintain our military vigilance and readiness to the threat from the North. While the political climate has certainly improved, we cannot let our guard down. There are ample historic examples 
and what can happen if we're not ready. The USROK alliance remains vital and vibrant, and our commitment to the alliance remains ironclad. Now, there are 28,500 U.S. troops currently stationed on the Korean Peninsula. And some of you here today may know Korea through your friends or loved ones who are currently serving or have served there in the past. Let there be no doubt the USROK alliance has and continues to serve as a foundation for peace and prosperity on the Korean Peninsula and the linchpin for security and stability throughout the region. Now, as we confront new challenges in the Indo-Pacific and beyond, it's critical for our alliance to remain a bastion of freedom and the rule of law in the sea lanes, in the cloud, and in everything that we do as democratic nations. The ironclad USROK alliance is comprehensive, it's holistic, and the sum of our parts makes us stronger. As prominent figures in business here in Tennessee, you've witnessed firsthand the benefits uh, that ROK businesses have brought to this people of this fine state. And you know the value that the United States ascribes to its relationship with the Republic of Korea, with Japan, and the broader Indo-Pacific region. Across the Indo-Pacific, we see incredible progress and opportunity. However, we also face serious challenges that will shape the world as we know it. It's my sincere hope and belief that together, with our partners and allies, including the Republic of Korea and Japan, uh, we can send, uh, we can and will meet these challenges successfully and we'll pass on a better world to our successor generations. Now let me spend a few moments talking about Japan, our other key ally uh, in the region. It's crucial for our three nations, the Republic of Korea, Japan, and the United States to work together to enhance our security cooperation and preserve the international rules-based order. The reality is that no important security or economic issue in the region can be addressed without both the ROKs and Japan's active involvement. As President Trump himself has said, when Japan and South Korea have good relations, all three countries, South Korea, Japan, and the United States, all benefit from that. Korea and Japan each suffer consequences when their bilateral ties worsen and each bears responsibility for improving them. I'm confident that there's a way forward, and I know that the business community can help find a way. The U.S. is committed to strengthening bilateral cooperation with the Republic of Korea and Japan as we continue to send a unified message that North Korea must fulfill its commitments to denuclearize, together moving forward. So ladies and gentlemen, I have talked too long. I'm thinking about Muriel Humphrey here. So let me close with this thought. Over the past 66 years, the United States and the Republic of Korea have laid a strong foundation upon which we constructed an alliance and myriad connections that were once thought unimaginable. The coming decades would take us even further. In facing the challenges posed by North Korea and many others, our close cooperation and our shared values will make us strong. Ours is a relationship with striking manifestations of military, economic, cultural, scientific cooperation, but most importantly, it's a relationship infused by deeply shared values and interests. The words together moving forward are placed throughout my remarks and permeate almost everything our two nations do, that businesses from our two nations are increasingly doing, moving forward together. This proud son of Tennessee is, a proud, is proud indeed to be back home. 
If someone had told me when I was growing up in Crossville back in the 60s that I would be coming back here as the U.S. Ambassador to the Republic of Korea to facilitate greater cooperation between U.S. and ROK businesses and tour a South Korean washing machine plant and a tire plant in Clarksville, I would have said, you're lying. Well, here I am, and here we are together. May God bless all of you for everything that you do, helping keep our, keeping our countries pointed together, pointed toward a better tomorrow through our work together today. Thank you very much, and I welcome your questions. This has been Global Tennessee from the World Affairs Council in cooperation with the Center for International Business at Belmont University and the International Business Council of the Nashville Area Chamber of Commerce. The executive producer of Global Tennessee is Patrick Ryan, senior producer Logan Monday, technical advisor Bill Ryan, and the voice of Global Tennessee as well as the Penn Jones Conspiracy, I'm Benjamin Olson. Visit tnwac.org podcast for more information. 